0: Well how many of you this morning have heard of Martha Berry? Nobody? Well I was counting on that. Cause I'm going to tell you a little bit about Martha Barry. She was a lady who had, I guess you could say, a vision. Her vision was to help needy children. She started a school for poor children. She had no money, no building, no books, not much of anything. Well, she had a dream. And one day, she approached Mr. Henry Ford. Yes, the Mr. Henry Ford. And asked for a donation first mr. Ford reached into his pocket and he pulled out a dime and handed it to her now if you were in that situation what would you have thought would you have been offended most people would wouldn't they here's this multi-millionaire and all he can spare is a dime Well, Mrs. Barry took that dime. She took that dime and bought several packets of seeds. She planted a garden. She took the crop that she raised, sold it, and bought more seeds. And after doing this four or five or six times... She had enough money to buy an old building. She went back to Mr. Ford. She said, Mr. Ford, look what your dime has done. He was so impressed with this woman that he donated the sum of one million Dollars to the berry school as it's known today. <laughs> the question I have for you this morning is what will you do with what God has given you? What will you do with what God has given you? I hope every single person sitting in this room realizes that you can make a difference in the future kingdom of God. You can. Each one of you can make a difference. A huge difference. We have to first choose to use what God gave us and what's the old saying that what is it 20% of the people in the church do 80% of the work isn't that the old saying think that rings true it does doesn't it you know it's a blessing that people would be willing to donate that much time in God's service But you know what? The truth is, God has given each and every single one of us a talent to use in His service. Every single one of us. You know, have you ever sat and wondered what the church would be like? Every single person used their talent that God gave them in God's service. What would the church be like then? Wow. Think about that. It's an amazing thing to think about. You know, sometimes we get so focused on ourselves, don't we? That we don't have time to use our gifts for God or maybe just maybe we like status quo so well that I don't know we don't want to do anything then or we just want to do enough to get by you know when we look at the parables of Jesus they are full of knowledge aren't they they're full of truth It's an amazing thing to just sit and study all the different parables. And one of my favorite parables is the parable of the talents. You know, the master entrusted three different servants with a certain amount based on their ability. And the master went away. And while he was away, the master expected them to do something with what they've been given, didn't he? Yes, he did. You know what? Jesus has left us with talents as well. He's left us with talents. And he expects us to do something with them. He expects us to use them To reach people for the kingdom of God. To lift up our brothers and sisters. And also, to grow ourselves. Do you think Jesus would leave us with the great commission? Go into all the world, baptizing them in my name. And just leave us helpless to do it? No, He gave us everything that we need to carry out that commission that we've been commanded to do. It's my suggestion today, this morning, right now, that we move beyond the status quo. That we move beyond. We leave behind our laziness or our complacency and use what God has given us. You know, sometimes we, we kind of view doing work for God as kind of an option, don't we? Well, truth is, not an option. If you want salvation, if you want eternal life in God's kingdom, guess what? It's not an option. It's not an option at all. Christianity is not a religion where you simply join and you just kind of stay a part of. It's not a... Spectator religion. It's a religion that every true member has to participate in. What gifts has God given you? What has He given you? And are you using these gifts appropriately? Turn with me over to Matthew chapter 25. (coughs) We're going to start here in verse 14, and we're going to read the whole parable of the talents. We're going to read clear down through verse 30. Matthew 25 verse 14 says, For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them, To one he gave five talents, to another two and another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. Immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded with him and gained five more. In the same manner the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you have entrusted five talents to me. See, I've gained five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things enter into the joy of your master also the one who had received the two talents came up and said master you entrusted two talents to me see I have gained two more talents his master said to him well done good and faithful slave you were faithful with a few things and I will put you in charge of many things enter into the joy of your master the one who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you had were a hard man. Thank you, Patsy. <clears throat> I'll forgive you. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid. So I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what's yours. And his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him, and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken from him." Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Where is that place? It's the lake of fire. We've all been given gifts, all of us. You know, I am a firm believer that every single Christian is given something to help them fulfill God's great commission. The one that Jesus passed to us. The question is, what gifts has God given you? What gifts has He given you to use? It's difficult sometimes, isn't it, to find out what area you're gifted in. I mean, it's not so easy. Cherry incredibly gifted in playing the piano. Marilyn was incredibly gifted with a beautiful voice. But for some of us, we just kind of wonder, don't we? What am I gifted in? Hmm you know what truth is we may may be gifted in more than one way it's very possible it's not an excuse to say well you know I don't have any gifts because didn't we figure out that God has given every person a gift it's not an excuse to say well I just don't know how to use my gift that's not an excuse either Because there's always going to be opportunities to use what God has given you. Always. You know, your gift may not be preaching. Your gift may be serving. Did you ever think of that? Have you ever thought that serving is a gift from God? Absolutely it is. It is. how can we determine how we're gifted well if you're taking notes number one is you're going to have a desire God is not going to gift you in something that you absolutely hate to do 99.9% of the time it's going to be something that you enjoy believe it or not I believe God gave me the gift to preach because there is nothing I love doing more. Number two, you'll have a special ability or something that you're good at. How easy did playing the piano come to you, Sherry? Sherry? Years of practice, didn't it? Sometimes we have to work at what we're good at. I have to practice preaching all the time to get better at it. Sherry has to work practicing her piano to get better at it. I'll give you a prime example from Aaron. Aaron was asked to be. Well, to help out a team from Sydney. The high school Sydney coach came to my wife and asked if Aaron would play for them because they desperately needed players. Well, Aaron agreed. She went up there and she actually got kicked off the team because she was too good. The other pitcher. The other pitcher that they had complained that, well, I won't get any better if Aaron's pitching all the time. And Aaron came to me. She said, "Do you know, Dad, you don't get better by pitching in games. She said it's the hours and hours and hours and hours of practice that you put in before you get to that point. That's what makes you better. We have to work at developing the gifts that God gave us. We have to work at it. And something else that we need to realize. Are these our gifts? Nope. They're God's gifts, aren't they? Because He gave them to us. It's the same as in the parable. The Master left and entrusted His servants with talents. And He expected them to multiply them. We need to multiply those gifts that God has given us. So that each and every one of us work to bring people into His family. If we don't, who will? I can answer that easily. Has anybody ever heard the name N.T. Wright? Bishop of Durham? The number one theologian in the world? Guess what? When you get home, get on your computer. Look up. Do a quick search. N T Wright. Read some of the things that he's written. You'll be amazed. Because guess what? Guess where he thinks God's kingdom's gonna be? Right here on this earth. Hmm. Anybody ever heard the name Colin Brown? Number one theologian. Fuller Institute. Anybody ever heard of Fuller Theological Institute? It's the number one theological institute in the world. He and Anthony regularly discuss. He sees Anthony's point of view now. And even teaches it a Fuller Theological Seminary huh. Miles Monroe pastor in the Bahamas he's written four or five books now about the kingdom of God about Joel Hemphill anybody ever heard that name? he's doing amazing things if we don't use our gifts if we don't do what God asks of us he will raise someone else up is God's plan going to be thwarted just because we won't do what he asks I don't think so if we won't do it God will raise someone else up that will that's how God works we have to take the initiative we have to use those gifts because we're not our own are we how many of you were bought with the blood of Jesus Christ you're not your own anymore You were bought at a price. And we have a duty to serve our great God. You know, let me put it to you like this. How many of you, when you're buying a gift for someone, when you're picking out a gift for a special someone, a maid, or parents, or friends, family, whoever, when you're in there shopping for them, you're saying, Now, I know they wouldn't use that. That would be up there on the shelf, gaining dust. That's what I'm going to give them. No! When you give someone a gift, you expect them to use it, don't you? Do you think God's any different? When He gives you a gift, He expects you to use it. you know we've all got different gifts don't we why is that well if you were listening close to Jane read this morning she gave you the answer in Romans chapter 12 and verse 6 Paul wrote since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given us each of us is to exercise them accordingly if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith. God chose different gifts to give to different people. He can choose to do that, can he? You gonna argue with God? I guarantee you you'll lose. It'll be just like arguing with your wife. You're gonna lose. It's simply by His grace that He gives the gifts. And guess what? It's also because of ability. Remember back in verse 15, Matthew 25? What did it say? To one He gave five, to one He gave two, and another He gave one according to their abilities. God distributes gifts based on a person's natural talents. Just like Sherry playing the piano. I couldn't have that many things going on. It's impossible. I couldn't do it. But Sherry just... Almost like she's not even thinking about it. And we don't have any right to complain about what God's given us. Do we? No, we don't we just simply have to put it into use god knows us well doesn't he he knows us better than we know ourselves he knows every hair on our heads Well, that's that's a bad example (laughs) i know he knows every hair on my head I almost know every hair on my head. But you know the amazing thing is God will reward those that use their talents. I love the words the master said to the servant. Remember those words in Matthew 25? You have been faithful with a few things. Put you in charge of many things. Come, enter the joy of your master. Those are the words we're going to hear if we're faithful with what God's given us. If we're faithful with what God's given to us, we're looking forward to the return of our master, aren't we? We can't wait for our Master to return. But, if we're not faithful, are we looking forward to that day? We're not, are we? Yeah, there are so many promises for the faithful. Over in First Peter 5, Elders are promised a crown of glory that will never fade away. Over in James, overcomers are promised a crown of life. Over and over and over again to the churches of Revelation, Jesus says to Him who overcomes, I will. All those promises... How many of you want to hear those words when Christ returns? Well done, my good and faithful servant. There's no one greater to serve than Jesus Christ. No one. Do you know, as I wrote this sermon, something kind of hit me. Something that I had never thought about before. You know, God expects us to do something with what we've been given, doesn't He? And He's promised us rewards. But guess what? Those rewards are not based on success, are they? They're based on success faithfulness not on success God doesn't call us all to success but to simply be faithful how many of you have been frustrated when you've shared the message with other people God didn't call us to success He called us to faithfully proclaim that message That's what He called us to. Our Master is going to return. He's been away for a long time now. I just pray that we're going to be faithful doing what we're using. But, I gave you the good news first this time. He's also going to punish those that don't use their gifts. I heard a story, read it in one of the newsletters I get from. I think I can't. I think it was Prophecy News Watcher somewhere. It was a story of missionaries in Africa who they got this idea that they would bring these sundials to this tribe it was in Africa so you know they could have a primitive way of telling time brought them sundials well these tribal people were so enthralled with these sundials guess what they did they built a roof over them to protect them (laughs) there's something today that's blocking what God's given you. If we're not using them, we're as useless as a sundial covered by a roof. We're just like a car whose motor's stuck in neutral. Vroom, vroom. Boy, that engine sounds good, doesn't it? Lights work. The horn works good. Radio, wow. Best stereo there is. There's only one problem. We're not going anywhere. And that's what it's like. We're not using what God's given us. (coughs) And more than that, we can actually lose our gifts. Verse 28. What did the Master say? Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. If we don't use them, they'll be taken from us. We can't expect to just sit back and do nothing and still have the gifts that God gave us. Doesn't work that way. And the most severe punishment is losing our life. Not just this physical, flesh and blood life. I'm talking about eternal life. We can lose our eternal life. There is no such thing as a Christian that does nothing. There's no such thing. You know, I've heard people say that, you know, I'd just like to be a footstool in the kingdom of God. I'd be satisfied with that. You know, if we don't use our gifts to glorify God, We will hear those words to the lazy servant. They will come from our master. It's a whole lot more serious to do nothing than we usually want to admit. What does the Bible say? To him who is entrusted with much much will be required have we been entrusted with much you better believe we have you better believe we have You know, our master is going to return one day soon. Will he find us faithful? You know, maybe as you listen this morning, you've realized, maybe I'm like that lazy servant. You're in luck. The Master's still away. You've still got time. But I believe that time is drawing close. Maybe today you're like the second servant who did good work and was blessed for it and maybe you want more responsibility so that you can do more for God maybe you're like the first servant who's faithful and simply want to recommit yourself no matter where you stand we've all been given talents we all have gifts We all have decisions to make. Can every one of us commit to doing more? Yes, we can. Every one of us. If we do that, hopefully then we can all look for that day. Look forward to the kingdom of God look forward to Jesus Christ coming and telling each and every one of us well done well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of your master how many of you want to hear those words You know I do. Because it's a long road ahead of us, isn't it? But you know what? Our destination, it's in sight now, isn't it? Praise God. Our destination's in sight.